What is up, podcast fam? Welcome back to the Energy Exchange Podcast, where I am committed to creating a community filled with more movement, more gratitude, and more joy. So thank you so much for tuning in in today's show. Now, I do have one request. As you're listening to the show, I don't want you to just let the information go in one ear and out the other. I want you to do your best to apply this information, this knowledge, this wisdom into your life. So please make the most of this time. I appreciate you so much. And one last request is if this show resonates with you, if you gain some sort of value from this episode, please, please, please leave a review in the iTunes store. It makes such a huge impact in this mission to reach more people and inspire more people and empower more people. I love you so much. Thank you in advance. I appreciate you. And I can't wait for you to dive in today's show. Let's get it. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Energy Exchange Podcast. And today is a very, very special day. It's the first time we are bringing someone to you from the beautiful country of Spain, España. We got my brother from another mother, Ernest Dift. And Ernest is one of the most powerful and influential leaders in this world. He has a movement going on right now that is so powerful. Sueña y logra. This is dream and achieve. He is empowering people all over the world to chase their dreams, to chase their desires, and step in to all of these possibilities that maybe they didn't think were possible before. I am so excited to share with you this special man, Ernest. Hey, what's up, Jeremy? How are you doing? Bienvenidos, amigo. Uh, it happens to me like it happens to you when you speak Spanish. Like for me, it's a little bit funny because you sound like you are English. So like a gringo, as you said. But I'll do my best to, to be able to speak and express my, my answers. At the end, the language of the universe is not just uh, our language, it's the frequency, right? Of course. Yes. Energy exchange, your podcast is the name, yeah? It's the frequency exchange. Exactly. Universal language. Exactly. And only only 7% of communication is actually verbal. The rest is, yeah. like you said, it's frequencies, it's vibrations, it's body language. So I'm so excited to have you on today, brother. And quickly, just to give people a background, you and I connected at the Summit of Greatness last September yeah. in... Columbus, Ohio. And I recognize you because I was following you before. And for those of you listening, we'll definitely link to Ernest's social platforms. I really encourage you to follow him, Instagram, YouTube. I know he's getting more into TikTok as well. And, oh, yeah. he, and he's really stepping into his storytelling power. Ernest, what has been your experience these last few months since I first met you in September? What's new? Well, it's been new so many things, actually. 
some projects got done, like I was creating, like one of them, like making possible. But for people that they don't know me, I, I, I feel like a very creative, like a visionary person. And I am all the time working with my ideas, with my, my projects. But one of the biggest ones was like making possible that everybody was able to create their own book because I was, I was, I was about to write my own book with a big editorial from Spain. And I, I didn't want it to publish because I thought the most powerful thing for a person is not my book, it's their book, their story, their life, not my story, my life. I, I'm sharing my life already every day since eight years ago. So I made possible a personal development program for people where they and their experiences, they create their, their own book. And I will show you because I have it here because I am in my home. So people, they have their own book after 90 days. And the crazy thing, and I remember I told you that I was working with this, is like the content is the, the experiences they are living along the 90 days. So it's kind of mad the idea. And I'm trying to, to create the, the software so more people can do it as I did with my content. But, but yeah, man, that's one of the, my crazy things. And, and evolving, man, evolving. I, I told you right now about cryptocurrencies. I'm, I'm just stepping in since the last month because I see a, a huge opportunity. And doing my best with everything and, and growing, enjoying. That's why I'm here. My purpose is learning, so I'm here learning. My two lessons this, this year is cryptocurrency and astrology, very different topics. Wow. Uh, this, this is like my, my lessons you say in English? Yes. See. My topics, yeah. Beautiful, brother. That's, that, those are very different. You got crypto and you got, you got astrology. So we'll dive a little deeper into those later. I think that's unbelievable that you have created this program, this structure that has allowed people to write their own book. Now, just to get a little more clear on this, are they writing a book on their 90-day experience in your program or their, it's, it's their whole life experience? It's an acrobat program and interactive. So they have videos, they have pictures to upload, and they have to do a 90-day program where they work out the mindset state, the physical state, the spiritual state, the emotional state. And at the end, after all the experiences, it's, it's built up with three phases, uh, recogni recognition, uh, losing, soltar, like getting loose. Like when you, when you lose, you say, not lost. Lose. Soldat. Are you family. talking about letting go, surrendering? Exactly. Yeah, uh, recognizing, letting go, and provoking. And all the experiences they are doing along the program, they have to interact with the program and, and write their own feedback in first person because they are the creators of the, the, their story, their book. You are the author, author of your life, nothing else than you. You are the creator of your experiences, nothing else than you. So uh, they, they are doing the book with the experiences. They don't feel like they are doing a, a book, like writing it, you know? That's yeah. like the crazy thing to imagine. It's so powerful. And I think everyone who's listening and watching right now, it's such a powerful idea that, like you said, Ernest, you're the author of your own novel. You're the director of your own movie. And especially <laughs> right now in the world, so many people are in a, in a way reacting to the external circumstances. And I love that you're empowering people to take ownership of their internal environment. 
your fitness, your spirituality, your emotional well-being. These like table, we are like a table. We have four, four legs, and the balance is fine in the four legs of emotions, spiritual, mindset, and physical. Mm, I love like that acronym. That's beautiful, bro. So let me ask you, I know you were talking about eight years ago, how kind of your social media life began, right? And you, you began as the fitness boy. Yeah, I created a personal brand eight years ago and I killed it. Like one and a half years ago, I made a movie after five years of being the fitness boy. I reached uh, 75 million views, like almost 1 million followers, but I was not feeling true to, my, true to myself because inside myself, I, I was just not fitness. I was a lot more and I evolved. So I decided to, to kill the personal brand with a movie that was called Lead Your Legacy, uh, the, the, the goodbye of the fitness boy. And at the end of the movie, you can see a, a talk between the fitness boy and me where the fitness boy give me the program of, of the book and, he, and the fitness boy tell me now is the, it's your time to do with people what I've done with you, helping you along these six years of personal growth. And he disappeared like a, like a hologram, you know, like, like it, it was not real. And that was the last video, the last time that people saw. And for a lot of people, it was like the, their ego got killed because I had a lot of people, people didn't expect it. I traveled the world, 12 months, 12 countries. And when I came back uh, to Barcelona after the whole year traveling, uh, yeah, people was like, wow, we are going to celebrate the five years of the fitness boy. And they saw this movie and they got like kind of angry actually with me. That's but so, that first of all, it's, it's beautiful that you identified like, hey, you know, this was a huge part of your identity. But with your evolution, with your growth, you didn't want to just be this guy who was the fitness boy. So, so let us know, like, let me know, what were some of those evolutionary steps that happened? And was the fitness boy, was it strictly just fitness, you flexing that beautiful body of yours? What exactly, who was the fitness boy? Actually, right. I, was, I was feeling very identified with Steve Cook. Like, he's very uh, fitness YouTuber, but he also shares a little bit of lifestyle. Sometimes he also shares some types of, of mindset. But I was feeling very identified with, with him. But, but suddenly, I, I was evolving my, my, inside myself. I, got, I was having more questions. And it was natural. I was not forcing myself to, to go deeper. You know, like, I, I wanted to do it. So I, want, I was not wanting, actually, it, it, it's not easy because imagine like now in TikTok, you make one video and you start growing a lot and it's a, fun, a funny video. It's not a, 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 I don't know, a reflection. And people tell you, no, Jeremy, I want you to make more jokes. I don't want you to, to speak about life. So it's like, wow, people versus me, you know? So I was in this kind of controversial, but of course, uh, you have to respect you're, and allow yourself to, to, to do what you want and what you feel and what you desire. So, yeah, I had to accept it and, and, and get loose now, how you say it. And so that, you said before. Let go. Let go, yeah, let go. I'm curious to know, because you've been, you've been very involved and active, 
with social media for quite some time now. How have you been able to balance that part of life, the content creation, the creating uh, stories aspect to to also living your life and, and experiencing all of the gifts and staying present. And I know that's something that people struggle with as their profile begins to grow mm-hmm. is really staying authentic to themselves. Yeah, yeah. That, that's my answer. Be authentic. Be authentic with the person you are sharing and the person you feel you are. I, 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 like a, I use a concept and it's like the human being and the digital being. So, for example, it's not, in a lot of cases, the same person. And the more is the difference between the human being and the digital being, the more empty and frustrated you are going to feel when you are alone in your house. I always, I, I always say when you are in your house with no one, with no one alone, uh, around you, that's who you are, not when you are in the middle with people. You are who you are when you are with yourself and nobody else to impress or to do something. What you feel is what you are. So that's, that's the time when you realize, oh, I'm sharing someone that I created some, someone that I'm not. Because at the end, with your phone, you can be who you want. You, you can watch a video and say, okay, I'm going to repeat it. And you can be like you're an expert of something. So that's why you have to be true to the, to the person you really are. I love that, brother. And just to give people a little bit of context. So Ernest... Uh, became well known as the fitness uh, boy. Jeremy, because I think it's an interesting topic. Because, for example, now I I am I am already three years long with my with my girlfriend, and I'm not sharing my relationship anything. And I had a conclusion like, why not? Because we're very well, we're we're doing great. But I think like uh, being with my girlfriend as a human being is not the same as being with my girlfriend as a digital being. This is a, these are two different types of relationships. This, the, the real life and the digital life, the, these are not the same lives. The exposure is totally different here and here. So yeah. for me, I feel more confident like sharing my real life and not the digital life because, I, you know, people is going to start commenting. Maybe you will show the love for her just because you put a picture of her with her and it doesn't mean anything. Love, it's shown in the real life, not the digital life. And for a lot of people, maybe they are in this, like, for example, I have a lot of good friends and I'm not sharing also my, my close relationship with them. I'm being very real, very authentic in the real life, but not the digital life. I think for me, at least, it's very important to, to be conscious uh, of these two different worlds and who you want to put in your digital world and who you want just to be in the real in the real world. For sure. I, I like that perspective. Has there been any, has there been any like conversation with your girlfriend? Because she probably sees you. She sees, Oh my goodness. He has so many followers. You're such a, I mean, let's be honest. You're, you're a good looking dude. I mean, <laughs> I mean, not many people can pull off this, this look with the glasses, with the, whatever, whatever hair you decide to pull off, like you make it look good. So I'm curious to know, especially with all the traveling you do and, and the way that you put yourself out there, has there been any resentment or jealousy on her behalf? Um, and maybe her pressuring you like, Hey, you know, 
I would love for you to show me some love in this digital world. So all these other women that are following you and crushing on you uh, can chill out for a minute. Yeah, yeah in the, just in the beginning, and in the beginning, in the beginning, I was when we are already one year together. I will share our relationship. But when we were already in the one year together, I was like, why if I don't feel it and I don't want to to expose something like I don't have the need to, you know? Because my content is not about relationships and sometimes I put a picture, but I, I, I don't touch her. It's like just something personal for myself. I also do that with my with my personal friends, like their personal friends of like six, seven years ago. Like I have my personal relationship and my public relationships. But yeah, it had in the beginning, it's not a resentment. It was more about desconfianza, uh, uh, how do you say? And trust. Yeah, more about trust. Like, okay, why you, you want to hide me? You want to, you know, something more like that, that kind of belief. But at the end, you understand, like, it's a different, a different thing because also I, I'm doing what I'm doing. It's part of my business, my personal brand what I'm building. I mean, it's not just Ernest being the same person as, as I am in the real life. I mean, I'm, I'm authentic, but it's more related to my, to my business, to my personal development business. In my real life, I'm not all the time talking about personal development, you know? <laughs> yeah, I get it, so, I get it. So it's a topic interesting to reflect and evolve, and who knows in the future, maybe in the future, if I want to start speaking about relationships, unconscious relationships, I will feel confident Okay, now is the time because we're going to move on. We are going to start talking about a very interesting topic that can help a lot of people, uh, like can be relationships. I, I have a, a nice quote that is uh, a, re a relation is not to make you happy, it's not to make you unhappy, it's to make you conscious of who you are. Mm. So that, that's, that, that's the work. So I prefer to do this work in my real life and not my digital life. I love that, bro. Thanks for sharing that. Have you by any chance read this book? No. So it's translated in Spanish too. It's an international bestseller. It's called The Way of the Superior Man. Bro, this book is so powerful for men like you and I. And it talks really, it, it talks a lot about this dynamic between masculine and feminine. And also, it, it also talks deeply about, listen, before you and I were in a relationship before we have kids, whatever, we have our dreams, right? And our mission, our purpose should always be our top priority. And I think a lot of times relationships start to go south. They start to fall apart when there's too much dependence on one another and, and there's too much neediness. And what I found, especially like, as I step more into my power and my transparent conversation is like being very honest with the girl up front, like, Hey, these are my ambitions. This is my mission. And this is always going to be first for me. And that doesn't mean you're not a priority and I don't care about you and love you. However, you have to understand where I'm coming from and I'm not going to compromise any of this for, for the relationship. And those are tough conversations to have. Um, but I found that setting the tone early on yes. really avoids any confusion or misunderstanding moving forward. Yeah, I, I, I believe like a relationship is not born. 
I mean, the, the, chemic, the chemical thing, yeah, when you meet someone, you feel the, chemic, the chemistry and it's, it burns. It, it, it burns, yeah. You say burn, yeah? Like, yeah. It happens. But the, a, a, a deep relationship, it's made. Like, you don't meet someone and you say, oh, it's the perfect fit. It's like, you, you will closely, like, when you, actually, when you argue with, with the person you love, is when you are actually growing, not when you are happy. When you are, when you are arguing, is when you, okay, let's be conscious and let's see each other who, who we are showing from our ego, from our essence. And then is when you get to know the other, when you get to know you better. And then it's when you really have, for me at least, a deep relationship. But for me, life, it all has a beginning and an ending. Who knows? That's the magic. That's the magic that has to make you feel like you are flirting all the time with your girlfriend, not your wife. Your wife should be your girlfriend, you know? Because it's when you really feel like it will have an end, so you don't make it for, for granted. Like you will have this relationship all your life. The only yeah. grand relationship is the one with the person in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's important also like to, to recognize and, and as men, we can't really approach relationships and conversations and communication with women the same way that we do with our friends like you and I, because we have to understand that women, their reality is their feelings and emotions in the present moment. So, so while you and I, we honor our word, like, hey, we're recording at this time, this day, that's our truth. That's our word. However, women, it, we, have to be, we have to be aware and conscious that their feelings and emotions really dictate the way they express themselves. Mm-hmm. And what I found, and I'm, I'd love to hear your opinion on this, is like, just listening sometimes, letting them be heard if they're angry, if they're upset, because usually it's just a sign that they're feeling unloved or maybe they're not getting the attention that they, they desire. Mm-hmm. So coming from a place of just listening and not necessarily offering a solution, yeah. um, I think is powerful. What, yeah. What's helped you in terms of communication uh, with your relationship? For me, Silence and just listening to the other person is also, for me, silence is good, but also arguing consciously. Like, okay, because uh, at the end, my, my girlfriend, she's also committed to her personal development. She, she, I always tell her, we are using each other to grow. That's kind of egocentric, but altruistic. Like, we are using each other to, to get to know who we are, and to, to, to create something like we still don't know. So I, want, I don't want to marry the future. I mean, I, I like to have a vision, but I don't want to marry like that's the only option I'm gonna follow. I'm very open-minded, so I don't have a res- open relationship. I don't mean that, but let, let's, let's flow. Yeah, actually I have a tattoo here. It says flow with the flow. I'm more kind of wat- watery element, you know, like let's flow with the flow. Let's see what happens. Let's enjoy the moment. And, and I'm also a very, a very emotional person. For me, it's getting to know the language of love of the other person. For me, if she wants to demonstrate me love, she knows like she has to touch me. If she said, tells me, I love you a lot, I feel a lot for you. For me, words don't have as much power as, as touch. For her, words have a lot of power. I, I, I tell her, you are the love of my life or you are my, my true love. 
and she, she will be all the day happy. For me, a sentence, it doesn't have as much power. For me, it's connection mm -hmm. with, with, with hands, you know, like touching. So yeah. it's also to, to know the, the language of love of the other person, but also uh, discussing, it has a lot of power, man, I think. A lot of power. And like, okay, step back and say, okay, who, who, are, who is talking now, my ego or me? Because mm. a lot of times we speak from our ego and we don't realize and we think, oh, my Google replied, <laughs> my, my, my Alexa replied, I don't know how to help you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't um, help your ego. Yeah, you have yeah. to take care of that on your own. <laughs> exactly, man. That's our, that's our business, not our partner business. It's our personal business. And also falling in love with, uh, I, I, that's, a, that's something interesting to share. Uh, I like to, with my, with my partner, with my girlfriend, uh, when, when we wake up together, we still don't live together because I don't feel ready. It's, it's just because of me. Because I think like, uh, that's a good topic, relationship. I think like uh, a lot of relationships, they break because hyper relations, like they spend too much time together. So they discuss or they, they argue for stupid things. So then they don't have a personal time. Hyperrelacionismo, it's called in Spanish. I don't know in English. Hyperrelationship. No, that makes sense, though. That totally Hyper makes sense. Hyperrelationship, right? Yeah. So, so we are five, yes, five together, two, don't two, two don't, we are not together, but when we wake up, sometimes we say, I, I fall in love with you again. So it's very important to understand, like, the person in front of you is going to evolve and is going to be a different person. So you are, you are making natural that the person you are with is gonna change as you will change. So if you make for sure like it will happen to her, she has to make sure it will happen to you. So mm. you have to fall, fall in love again and again and with the person you, you are growing with, right? Because you are growing together. So yeah, that's uh, something nice to, to feel, right? With the, with the partner. To make change something natural, something normal, yeah. I love that, bro. So let me ask you, because your mindset, your mentality, your approach to life is very unique, especially for a 27-year-old. So I'm curious to know, who were some of the influential people in your life that really led to your growth and put you on this path? Yeah, for me, I have a very... He's a Spanish. He's called Sergi Torres. He's a, a spiritual speaker or also author and she's, she's, his message, his message is like a, a kind of a, he's not Advaita philosophy, but it's kind of Advaita, like flow, like a lot of, very spiritual. And in the beginning, when I started hearing, listening to him, I was not understanding the language, but I was feeling just of the, because of the message, relaxed, quiet, connected to myself. I was feeling uh, current, so co coherent. You say current? Coherent. Coherent. And yeah, he, for me, this, this man, Sergi Torres, he's been a really uh, one of the persons that really connected me uh, to, to my inner self. And after him, a lot of people uh, also here in Spain. Do you know Enneagram? Enneagram. Enneagram? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been a very helpful tool for me also. Now I am with astrology, and so I'm, I'm amazed. It's so crazy, astrology. Uh, I, I'm learning a lot 
about things. Also, well, neuroscience with a lot of people here in Spain that they are scientists that they are stu studying it, like Mario Alonso Puig. Uh, also from, from a lot of audio podcasts, audio books. But this person for me, Sergi Torres, like six years ago, was one of the persons that made me go outside. <laughs> I love that, bro. So, so let me ask you, you know, how, how can someone shift their conversations, their, their ways of being from a place of self, from a place of ego to outside of that? Because I'm imagining when you were 22, 23, or even younger than that, and you started to get recognition, you started to get known, it would have been very easy for you to have your ego blown up, right? Yeah. So I'm curious to know if that did happen, like early on, when you started to see some success and started to see some praise, and how were you able to uh, adjust and get out of that narrative? Actually, it, it, it didn't happen. Uh, one of my, you say, no, herida, like one of my inner, inner child uh, bones. Yeah. Bone. You say bone in English? Bone. One of your inner child bones. 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 Bo okay. No, like, like, like trauma, kind of trauma. Got it. Yeah, so it, it was like uh, feeling, uh, I was not feeling the recognition I wanted. I was not, I was feeling infravalorated. I was, I, I had a lot of self-doubt. Even if I was very popular, I had a lot, a lot of self-doubt. I had a, a trastorn, you say in English? Trastorn, a, a food, a food, um, food disease. Okay. I, I, I binge a lot. I was oh, wow. in fitness, yeah, yeah. I used to you had an eating disorder. Yeah, exactly, that's the word, yeah, it's sorry, eating disorder. And it was binging, like I, I, I was feeling anxious and my medicine was food. Like I didn't know what to do with my emotion, with my thoughts, with my life. In that moment, and my medicine was food in that time, like, like to calm, to relax. And with the years, I was like three, four years actually with, with the beating. It was going down, but in the beginning, in the beginning, I, I really, I was really feeling very bad. And people didn't know. People was feeling me. Oh, uh, Ernest, you got a little bit not fat, but a little bit like bulking, you know. And I was with the excuse, yeah, yeah, because I am bulking because after that I'm gonna cut. So, but the reality, it was not that. It was like I was binging. So, yeah, it was. A, a, I, I'm, I'm very grateful for all these experiences because they, they helped me grow a lot. It, they have been my, my master, you know? So, so yeah, I'm very happy. So that, 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 yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. I think a lot of people can get value from that because again, people might see someone online and they start to create these stories like their life is perfect or they don't have any problems or they're always so confident and sure of themselves. And, and I think this is a perfect demonstration that that's not the case at all. We all have our struggles. We all have the shit that we're working through. So I'm curious to know, first of all, like, what are a couple of the foods that you would binge on? And, and is this something that you've talked about a lot publicly? Yeah, I actually, I made it public in the, in the movie where I killed the fitness boy. Uh, 
saying, I'm sorry for all the times, like I made a long stop, like maybe I was making one video every week and suddenly I was four months with no videos. And I had like 300,000, 5 million views uh, in, in each video. So it, it was a lot of people like wanting the, the, the content from me. So, because I started very early in the fitness industry in Spain, so I was the, the YouTuber of fitness. And in the movie, I, I, asked, I, I told to the people that I'm sorry for all those times that you wanted me and I was not there, but it was that the reason. And I tell it in the movie when I killed the fitness boy in the Leave Your Legacy. And that's a topic that sometimes I already told. And yeah, a lot of people is in, the, in, a, in a food disorder. Like I, I read in those times because I was reading a lot because I wanted to understand what was happening inside. And I read like one out of three people has a food disorder and a lot of people, they don't know it because mm. they it normal. Wow. And I, and I think it's really important too, the fact that you mentioned it was tied to an emotion. Most things that we do in life, especially food, tied to an emotion. That, what's that? That, that emotion was a uh, family love. So with my family, I didn't never tell them I love you. They didn't never tell me I love you. I, I, I realized that everything I was doing, having the popularity was to prove them that I was enough, like I was valuable, like I, I could do things for myself. But at the end, your parents, they just want you to see, to see you happy. They don't care if you are famous or they don't care if you are rich. If you are happy, they are happy. So it, it got me to connect with them because I learned that food is energy. And the energy of food is the energy of mom. Because when you, when you are in the, in the, in the, we say in the, in the stomach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Belly. Uh, when you are growing, the mom is the one who gives you the energy and the food. So it was, it was coming from there. And yeah, yeah, it, it was very, very deep and very, very releasing. Releasing, that's the thing. Yeah. And now, I, I don't like to, for people that maybe they are in a, in a, in a eating disorder, uh, I don't like to use the word overcome. You never overcome anything. So life will, will challenge you. So life will challenge you constantly. So don't feel like I overcome and then frustra get frustrated because you feel like you're already overcoming. So no. So it's just something that emerges because it has to teach you something. And when you make it conscious, it goes down, but then it already emerges. Because for example, now I'm learning with the, with the astrology, according to my planets, with my Jupiter, with my Venus and the position, one of the trends is uh, eating a lot. Like if I am anxious, I eat a lot. Mm. So now I'm learning like astrology, it has a lot of sense with how we react. It's not our psychological ego, it's our, we have two egos. We have two types of egos, the one that we are born with. And that's why when you are born, you don't have information because at the end we are the information we have in our mind. But after that, before that, we have already an ego and this, this ego is the one I'm learning with astrology. But depending on the circumstances, uh, psychologically, we create our, our ego, mm. our mental ego. If you have a mind, you have an ego, that's for sure. But behind it or inside it, more in a vertical level, 
you have the, the ego you were born with. That's the, the vehicle of consciencia. That's your conscious. Subconscious? No, con conscious vehicle. Got so, it. Yeah, you don't, you don't. So you say, in Spain, we say tomar conciencia is uh, be conscious of or be aware of. Be, being aware of, but um, I mean, I don't, I don't know how to, how to what, that. So is this second ego you're talking about more of the ego that we develop through our life's experiences, our beliefs, our stories, our perceptions? Identity. But our ego, our, our deeper ego, it has a lot of faces because we are not one personality. We have a lot of sub-personalities. We are multi-personalities. We have multi-personalities. It depends on our scenario and the, and the, and the feedback of the, of the place we are. If we are confident, actually, our belief system is created as a com com compensation of our fears. You, you create an identity to hide your fears. When you get to know that and you face your fears, you get to know yourself and you expand yourself. So I, I like, a, I like a, a metaphor that is like, you know, for example, a coin, Right. The, the, the thing is like the, the consciousness, the universal consciousness contains us. So we don't take or we are not, we don't get conscious. We are the conscious get us. I, I have an example. It's like, for example, if you have a coin of one dollar. Okay. okay. One dollar is not a coin of one euro. And, and you put a white, this coin is uh, the consciousness. Okay. If you put a white paper over it, uh, is the is your astral? Well, I don't know how, how you say it in English. Astral. No. Natal. Tu carta, carta natal. Carta astral. How you say it in English? Sorry, I don't know. You're, when you read your astrology, your you read, horoscope. No, the horoscope is only the the sign where is your sun, the the day you were born. You're but, talking about like the full chart, like the moon. Yeah, how you call that in English? What up, fam? Sorry to interrupt today's show, but I am so excited. This podcast, the Energy Exchange Podcast, is something that I have put my blood, sweat, and tears into. And honestly, the best way that you can show your gratitude for me and this show is by leaving an honest review in the iTunes store. It would genuinely mean the world to hear your feedback and to support this mission. Word of mouth is my oxygen. Thank you so much, fam. I appreciate you. I love you. Let's get back to the show. The full chart. You call it the full chart? I, I will show you. I have mine here. Who you call this? That's a great question. That's a good question for my roommate. He he is very into astrology. He teaches it. So, um, it's a language of more than 1,000 possibilities. Mm. Because we have 12 signs, we have uh, more than nine planets, some, some have more. Uh, you have four, four types of aspects of lines and relationships. You have, well, it, it's so, so, so complex. So what's the biggest thing, what's the biggest thing that, and I, and I completely agree with you, bro, by the way, you know, we're all operating from this context that's designed to keep us comfortable. Wait, that's sorry, astral chart, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let, let, let me finish the metaphor because I, I was about to, to end it. So your astral chart is a white paper over the coin. 
So your experiences and your actions is like a pen, and when you when you draw inside this paper, you will mark the, the coin, right? What the shape of the coin. So depending on the experiences and the places you move around your life, you will see some different some some different parts of the coin. So mm -hmm. if you just are in one place, you only will see from all your all your potential one little part of the coin. Because the paper, you don't see the coin. But you, that's why you need more experiences to, to, to see the whole potential of yourself. Mm, I appreciate that. And that makes a lot of sense. And I think a lot of what you're talking about is you just have accumulated a lot of awareness, you know, talking about the emotional ties to food, talking about how you were seeking external validation from your family. And that was what was really driving you to achieve this certain level of success. And once you become aware of these things, you're able to emerge, like you said, you're able to emerge and really gain a deeper understanding for your true self and what is going to fulfill you, what's going to make you happy, what's going to keep you inspired. Um, so what's the biggest takeaway you've had in your astrology journey? I, one of the biggest, like, uh, I, I didn't believe before in destiny. I always said like destiny is death. So now I believe, I don't, I don't, I believe like a kind of destiny, like, like for example, I'm going to give you an example. Uh, in the ocean, when you see a wave, uh, how many reasons are down the wave that are putting the wave out there? So even if you are this wave, like very high, it's not just because you control and you are and you and you go high. It's because there are a lot of circumstances down the sea that are helping you to be there. You don't control these circumstances. So why you are there? So it's part of you because you believe, you want, you desire, but it's also because it's your time. So sometimes you cannot be the highest wave, the highest wave, because the circumstances down you that you can, you don't control. They are not on the momentum. Maybe they will be. So it's more, I learn a lot of, of this, like flow. It's, it's more about flow and, and life speaks to us with a lot of casualties, casualties, like you don't control and it's like, oh. So when you start paying attention to these little things, you, you can see a lot of information of life, like numbers, like, like someone calling you when you are thinking. So... We have to grind down and give importance to these little things because the more importance we give to them, we put more attention. So we really will recognize more of them. And that's like, for me, that's like speaking to us. I, I don't know how to call it. It's called yeah. life. That's what Joe Dispenza refers to as this quantum where there's really unlimited possibilities in the present moment. And that's when you start having these weird coincidences start to take place. And it's very serendipitous, right? How sometimes the timing of these different situations and events really aligns. And, and that's what I've learned too, is like, there's some people that'll just come into your life at the most divine time, you know? And it's so interesting, like when you think about this, you know, I think about back to how we met, right? Like we met because we were doing the run with Lewis on Thursday yeah. morning and he showed up late and that gave us the opportunity to kind of connect with each other. And I was like, yo, bro, I know you, 
Like, what's good? And then you and I connected during the run. So it's so interesting how all of these things, like you said, serve a purpose. And and we have to be be aware and recognize these different synergies taking place. Now, let me ask you, I'm a Virgo, Virgo sun sign. I'm an mm-hmm. Aries moon sign. Um, is Does that mean okay. anything to you? I'm also Aries sign. Aries is like very impulsive. It's, it's a fire, the element. So the, the, moon, the moon is the meaning of your inner child. So, so, so far, I'm just uh, learning to read the symbology because it has a lot of symbols. The, psycholo- the psycholo- psychological interpretation. Yep. You, you understand? Psycholo- Psych- psychological interpretation. Psychological interpretation. And it, it's, it's, it's low because it, it will take me like two, mo- uh, two years at least. I've been already eight months studying it. So wow. that's why I'm sharing, uh, now I'm sharing this with you because we are talking about it and you're asking, but in my content, I, I'm not speaking about astrology because a lot of people is very aesthetic. I was also, and actually I got connected to astrology when I, when I finished my world tour in Nepal. I went to a spiritual retreat and it was a, a Vedic astrology. You know the four Vedas, the books? Yeah. You, you know, like... Very, a very mystic book. Books. They are called the Four Vedas. You know them? What are they? Okay, the Four Vedas. Uh, they are like uh, eight thousand years ago books that uh, they have a lot of, let's say, like a constitution of humanity of of how human uh, being works inside, and it has a lot of a lot of ah, sabiduría, how you say, like a, a lot of intelligence of how is the human being. And it's like a very long time ago when they wrote it. Anyway, uh, the Vedic astrology, because astrology occidental is uh, descriptive, but it's not predictive. So mm. it cannot predict. It will describe, describe like, okay, I see this, this, this. The person before it has to ask you something like, okay, what are, what are you str- struggling with in, in the job, with your mom, with your... Because depending on what you are struggling with now, if you don't have an intention, why you, do you want to read your astrology? So you need an intention for anything you do in life. So anyway, I was to this retreat and he started reading my, my chart. I didn't know anything. I was so skeptical. I thought like astrology was like the horoscope. And it's just, it's like a, if I say I am Europe, European. Okay, but it, it has a lot of countries. So you, the horoscope is like this. I am American, okay, but America, it has a lot of places and cultures, so it's so generical. But anyway, um, and he, he told me a lot of things, like very precise, like when you were six years old, you were in the hospital. And when you were 21, you started having a lot of abundance in your life, like maybe money or maybe uh, attention of people. And that's what, that was when I started my YouTube channel. And when you were 23, you had something with your health that... It was my, my disorder with food. So he, he, he was telling me some events. So maybe they cannot be as precise as exactly the thing. And, and, the, and the, with food, you will have a, a eating disorder with binging. But they can tell you, uh, not all of them, with everything, of course. There are some personal trainers that are good and some are, are worse. So there are different levels of people. Of people. 
in the process, of course, because the, the person that did very good, so someday they also started. Because a lot of people, they know this person is so, so smart or he do or she do it very well. Okay, but this person someday, he was in your position of getting started. So trust yourself. That's something important to remind. So the, the people that are great, uh, they can predict some events. Actually, the pandemic, a lot of books, they, they told uh, Platon, the, philo the philosopher, he was astro he, he knew astrology. A lot, a lot of people that uh, they are very famous for us, philosophy or psychology, uh, they, they knew astrology and they use it. Newton, they use astrology also. A, a lot of people, if you search, they were using astrology. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's a, a lesson for me right now because that's not a, a, a knowledge that is very popular for us but it's very powerful. So if something is popular, it doesn't mean it's more, it's more powerful. There are a lot of people that have a lot of, ah, I don't know the word, sabiduría, like, uh, are, how you say, like elderly people, they are very... Wise. Wisdom. Wise. Wisdom, yeah. So a lot of people, they are not popular, but they have a lot of wisdom. So a lot of topics, maybe they are not popular because of culture, not just because of, they are not powerful but they are very popular, even very powerful, even they are not popular. Mm. So that's one of these, these things. You mentioned, you mentioned the pandemic. I'm curious to know, you know, it's been, what, at least four months now where we've been quarantined, lockdown, things have kind of shut down. And I'm curious to know, in this time, what has been the biggest divine download that you've had, meaning... What is the biggest takeaway you've had from everything that's taking place? What is the what? The biggest divine download, or in other words, what's the biggest takeaway that yeah. you've had during these times? I like the concept divine download. It's funny. Uh, the biggest one, de depending on the moment you ask me, maybe I will come up. Like it's not something rational and it, it has a concrete answer. But now, uh, one of the best takeaways I've done it's been learning because I've been studying deeper in astrology, also in cryptocurrencies. I I started uh, uh, investing in, in a new company. I got to, I got to know, and and actually it's it's so crazy because the, I I don't want to mean it, it's because of that. Who knows? But the astrology guy in Nepal, he told me in your 27, 28, it will be one of the two years where you will have more money. Mm. And, and now in 27. So uh, may, in, this, in, in these days of COVID and with the program that my, my business is doing very well, but also with the cryptocurrency, I'm doing more than I expected ever. That's because the investments and and maybe it has some relation, you know, like with the, with the thing that people, but one of the things I, I took away is like, you can never expect what is going to happen. So don't make, don't give anything for granted, anything. So maybe tomorrow we're not going to be alive. So do what you love, share yourself because people, uh, is a present for them. If you share yourself, a lot of people want to hear you. So don't, don't be shy. Don't, don't get, don't get close. Don't be afraid of judgment. But also, 
the importance of being alone, the importance of, of staying at home, the importance of uh, actually you are richer if you need less things. So not you are richer because you have more things. Mm-hmm. We, we, we've been doing in Spain three, three months at home, three months out of days. And I've been doing my business, my things, I've been learning new things. So I've been doing my life differently, but I've, I've been doing a lot of things and, and I've been growing myself. So at the end is uh, also everything you, you create is in your mind. So for me, that, that's one of the, of the takeaways. Yeah. I love that, brother. I love that you're using this time to really elevate your skill set, to elevate your mindset. And it's beautiful just to watch in the short time I've known you. It's beautiful to watch your hunger for growth, your hunger for learning. And, and you not just learning this information, but you actually absorbing it and sharing it with your students, sharing it with your community, that's really what learning is all about. It's about teaching and disseminating and sharing that information with those around you. Yeah, exactly. Also, also it's very important, the little things. Like, okay, I started learning, I realized about some, some things, but which are the, I, I like a concept, which is micro habits. Like, which are these little things you do that doesn't seem important, but at the end, they are very important. Mm. So uh, in, in these days, I started salsa with my girlfriend. I started doing some puzzle. Puzzle? puzzle. What is it? Uh, puzzle. 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 Puzzles. Putting puzzles together. Yeah, yeah. That's something I was doing when I was a child. So these, these small little things, maybe we don't give importance, but they are very important at the end of the, of the day about how we, how we feel. So uh, this my, I, I like to call them micro habits. I love that. And what's beautiful, and I want to talk a little bit, I want to ask you a little bit more specifically about that, but what's beautiful about when you stack habits, no matter how small they are, whether it's making your bed, brushing your teeth, hydrating, you get a hit of dopamine, which is the reward neurotransmitter, right? And it gives you that feeling of accomplishment and it gives you momentum towards getting more done and trying more things. So, what are maybe let let's go three to five three to five micro habits that you do each morning to really energize your day and create that momentum you need. Hmm. Well, actually, I, I would like to talk more about micro because my habits doing my my bed, waking up earlier, then using my phone in the morning, washing my my teeth, my tongue very important, very. I, I, I like to feed my tongue so fresh. And when we are sleeping, we have a lot of bacteria like staying in our tongue. So it's very important to, to clean it also. And the, the sensation is very nice. Do you uh, scrape it or brush it? I brush it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you brush. need to get a tongue scraper. Yeah, I, I, I will have this in Spain. You can order it on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, someone told me once when I, when I talk about this habit, it, it, it works well. It's amazing. I'll, I'll, I posted a video last week of me doing it. I'll tag you in the video. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, will, I will get it in, in Amazon. Yeah. Uh, also taking a hot shower, being grateful. After that, um, I, I like to meditate in the shower with the light uh, off. And with I have a small light. Uh, it's red, green, blue, different colors. 
and I, I like to meditate in the shower with the, with the hot water. At the end, some cold water also to, to stay more energetic. Actually, that's a habit I had even when I was 14, 13 years old, like having a cold shower. And I didn't know why, but I was feeling energetic in the mornings. And my parents told me, why do you like cold showers? It was just because of the feeling. I didn't have the information like it's important for your nervous system. So I recommend it. And go, going outside, listening to podcasts, and do, I go to the gym in the morning, every morning. If not in the, in the gym, outside, I do my, I, I activate my body. I, I'm not as into fitness, into fitness as before, but one micro habit I am introducing this last two months is uh, watching something uh, hilarious, so like a monologue. monologue. Okay. So someone is speaking to the camera and making fun and speaking about jokes. How do you call this? Monologue. Yeah, comedian, comedy, comedian. satire. Comedian. Watching some comedians for 10 minutes, uh, the hormones you release will make, will make, can make you feel better for the whole day. So finding some comedians and dedicating them like 10 minutes of your, of your day can be a very powerful micro habit, actually. Mm. Do you do that in the morning? Not in the morning, no. Like maybe when it's four or after having lunch. Uh, I, I love that. Not more time, yeah. Actually, one of the great things you have, Jeremy, and you know it, is your energy exchange because everybody can talk, everybody can speak, but not everybody can have your energy. That's your energy. And showing up your energy as you do, for me, I think, uh, that's why you attract this good energy, good people, good vibes, good results, because... People see your, your energy. People, don't, people don't, don't care about your words. At the end, they care about what you make them feel with, and you make them feel with the energy exchange of the podcast. Yeah. Exactly, brother. I appreciate that. And I know, I know you had to go somewhere. So, so how much more time do we have? Um, I, I, I have a call at 8, a meeting, but so 10, 12 minutes. Okay, perfect, brother. So, so question for you is, uh, question for you is, you have your last supper to cena finalmente en esta vida, right? It's your last meal, and and you get to choose who's going to be at the table with you for that last meal. All right, you get to pick three people, three. Wow. Now, I'm going to challenge you on this because I know you probably have some, some uh, Latin American figures that you would have there, but yeah. because a lot, a lot of our listeners are, uh, are American and English speaking, I'd love for you to pick three that maybe we'll be familiar with. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then finally, after that, I want to know what is that last meal going to consist of? What food are you going to be having? Okay. Actually, you, before you ask me what food I was binging, yes, that was a so interesting question because people who binge, they don't binge anything. So they binge something specific. And just, just for people, if they wanted to, to see my answer, hear my answer, I was binging uh, some sweet food from China. It's like a bowl and inside it has black sesame. So it, this thing made me crazy. Like I wanted that shit when I was anxious. It was not biscuits, it was this thing. 
for people that they they were or they are in an eating disorder, it happens like you get obsessed with one or two type of foods. So the question. So let me ask you about that then, real quick. Was yeah. this food just in the moment so delicious? Or what was it about that food? What feeling did it give you? It was because I, I am a type of person like I like to do things in a I like like the black sheep, you know, like I like to do things differently. If you are in the way where everybody is going, it's time to stop and think about what you want in your life. Because when everything everybody is thinking the same, nobody's thinking. That's a yeah. crazy quote. So stop stop and start thinking. And and the feeling, yeah, it, it was like the Chinese food, like I that's I only get this food because nobody knows it. And I, I had to go to a specific shop. And it, it was this feeling of feeling special, unique for eating this. Also because it was sweet, it has a lot of sugar. Sugar is a drug, you know. So yeah, it, it was this feeling of special. Yeah. So for those couple, you said three or four years that you had that issue uh, that you emerged from, it was that same thing each time. The, the, the thing like really got me out of the anxiety. No. How do you say anxious? Anxiety. Anxiety. Uh, it was this type of food mostly. Yeah. If not this, something sweet. It was not pasta or it was not sugar. Sugar is something that we have to take care about how much sugar we eat along the day. And if we eat sugar, we eat it from healthy sources like fruit. But like fruit dogs, but yeah, it, it was this, this sweet food. Yeah, there's studies that show sugar is eight times more addicting than cocaine. So these were rodent studies, but but really, really alarming to understand that sugar and, and these food companies know that information. So they're trying to put sugar and disguise it in all of these different ways, right? So last thing before you answer the question is how did you emerge from that eating disorder? How were you able to really once and for all take ownership of it and grow from that and push past that? Actually, it was not a conscious decision like today is the last day. It was not like that. It was like dissolving itself, like being more conscious about myself. In the time, like I was uh, in this feeling, like maybe I was not eating as much. Also, my, my relationship with my parents was being more lovely as never before. And I provocated. Also, now my parents tell me I love you just because in that moment of that phase of my life, I did it with them. And I told them, I opened up myself, very vulnerable, because if you never told your dad, I love you, and because he never told you, even he does, that's a new language for them. That's something you have to break the, the, the ice. So uh, when I started traveling the world, like I was by myself, because when you binge, you don't do it in public. You do it with yourself, not with everybody, because... You feel, you know, you are not doing something good for you and it's something that is not normal. But yeah, yeah it was when I started traveling, I was like, I, I don't feel that. That's why I didn't overcome anything. I just got, I just got more conscious about myself, my feelings. I, I moved some things in my life and it just dissolved. But I know that maybe someday in my life, also sometimes when I, when I, I am anxious, I think about food, but I, I don't think about binging. That's different. 
So anyway, it, it's very important to know yourself and, and food can be a, a master for that. So it can teach you. Yeah, and it's, I appreciate you sharing. It's hard to replace nothing. Sorry, it's hard to replace something with nothing. So you were getting this feeling from the food of maybe love, right? And, and the thing that you, that feel good hormone that was maybe instantly in that moment giving you gratification, but you then repaired some of the relationships in your life, improved those with your family and got that love in other places. And, and all of a sudden you weren't craving necessarily those little Chinese chocolate bites. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think you eat your emotions at the end, you're eating what you don't know. You don't know how to feel. We have to, we have to feel what we feel. Mm. Actually, I, I like a, a way of looking at feelings is like you don't need to manage your feelings. You just need to feel your feelings mm. because that's not something rational. If you want to make your feelings rational, you will, you will be anxious because you will have to do things. It's not an ABC. It's that if you want to know how to manage your feelings, feel your feelings, go through and, 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 and let's discover. Actually, when you live from this perspective of that everything is a new possibility and unlimited possibilities, you are an ignorant. Yeah. For me, and loving my ignorance means loving all the new experiences that I still have for living. I love that, brother. Ignorance is bliss. So before we run out of time, I want you to... I want you to share who's going to be at that dinner table with you, three people, and, and then what's that final meal going to consist of? So it's, it's a dinner where it's my last dinner of my life. Correct. I'm going to die, right? You're going to move on. You're going to emerge into your next, your next human experience. Uh, so something that can be familiar with, uh, like American people, I would say... Well, for, from people that now I am reading, I, I am very interested with Vision of Mind Valley, the creator. I think he's a very creative mind and I feel very related to, to his way of living. You know him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy, man. The Buddha and the Badas. I, I like the book and it got me so much. Actually, this book got me inspired to do all these notes here. Wow. Very like, so, so, so crazy. Uh, but now I would say him. I I would say also. Um, let, let's let's do a good mix. Uh, mm, I, now I I also would like uh, Sadhguru. I also he's a very a good master. I, I like to, to listen to him, and he's becoming so popular. Have you seen his growth? He's becoming so popular, Sadhguru. And I, I know who he is. I haven't really seen like what, what type of growth he's had, but I feel I, like more, more people more, now more than ever need his message, right? Uh, yeah. And as, as you see, I always go to more spiritual things, spiritual people. I, I have something inside that I don't choose that goes to that. that, that, that that's everything, like feeling that. But anyway, and also... So, so let's say Gary V. Hey, Gary V. Yeah, 
Hell yeah, bro. What's the biggest lesson that you've learned from Gary V? And yeah, yeah, like, like, like in your life, you will lose so many businesses, not just one. So you don't have to create the business of your life. Your life is your biggest project. So in this big project, you will have different projects. So actually, I sometimes we get attached to our projects, and we believe like we, our identity depends on this project. That's why we we cannot ah uh, say get get let, let go. go let go. So for me, the fitness boy died, but now I am working with this project of the books. Probably it, it will die again because I, I have a quote inside myself, uh, which is in my life I'm gonna make eleven great projects that will remain forever in the, in the memory of people and the memory of, of history, who knows, 11. So now I am with my second one. I, I, I still have nine more uh, to create, eight, nine more. So you don't get attached but with what you do, but with what you are and you feel because we evolve. So let's uh, embrace change and make it uh, like something normal. So, I love that, brother. So yeah, the, the, the thing was also the food, right? I would eat yeah. some pizza. <laughs> yeah? Any toppings on it or what? Huh? Any toppings on the pizza? Any toppings? Uh, Just uh, cheese? Solamente queso? Solamente queso. Maybe some people will not like it. Some piña, pineapple. Okay. <laughs> I like tomatoes, it. Some barbecue. <laughs> So, so, yeah, if it's the last day, let's do something, you know, like. <laughs> I like it. And we're going to eat it consciously. We're going to enjoy every bite. Ernest, my brother, I let want it, to. Let me, let, me, I, I, let, let me share that because let's, it's a good example as everybody is possible. Even you can die. Have you, in Spain, you say, if you stay at home in the sofa, nothing can happen to you. Right. In Spain, we use this quote like, uh, when you're at home, you are safe. Okay. Uh, these last two months in Spain, and there is a, a chemical fabric, chemical factory. Okay. It, it's like three kilometers uh, from a very big city. Okay, this chemical fabric uh, exploded, and a metal thing from the from the from the chemical industry went three kilometers, went from uh, came from an elder man into the window, and he was in the sofa and killed him. He, it was flying in Barcelona, uh, in Tarragona, very close, very close. Wow! By, yeah. So three kilometers, the metal uh, plank flies, entered by a window. The guy on the, the man on the sofa, died. he was watching the TV. So we have to love what we do. We have to uh, get advantage of every small situation and and do our best. So be grateful also for living and. And create, and create, very important. I love it, brother. And I want to acknowledge you, Ernest, because the more I get to know you, the more I'm impressed with your... Hey, bro, I, 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 I look up to you, you know, and I say it honestly. I follow you. I, I, I don't just have the following tech. I follow your content, so I, and I love it. I appreciate that, bro. And, you know, I, the thing that I really admire about you is that you are leading with love, with gratitude, and also fully embodying that beautiful 
masculine energy of being driven by your purpose, by your unique gifts that you're sharing with the world. And while you're sharing those, you're also taking care of yourself and your well-being and your health. And the messages that you're putting out in the world are on your own terms. They're authentic. They're meaningful. They're powerful. And I love that you're allowing and creating that safe space for others to share their message with the world. And I think that's such a great gift that you're giving those people. So thank you so much, brother, for sharing your gifts. And I'm here to support you with whatever it is you need. Thank you so much for your warm words. I, I hope I'll be good to understand uh, my message. Maybe it's funny for American people, but thank you for your words. I appreciate you a lot. I support you also with your, with your process. And you know, like, we have to meet maybe in Barcelona, maybe in Miami when I come, but... I or hope, California. Or in California, yeah. I hope it's this year, so 2020. We'll make it happen, brother. Quick, quick thing. Um, I want to give you the opportunity real quick. Where can people find you? Where, they, where can they connect with you uh, on social? Because I know after hearing this, they're going to want to. Well, uh, if they search from your Instagram, Ernest Dift, <laughs> if they search on Instagram, Ernest Dift, D-I-F-T, uh, they can find me. Or maybe if they write Ernest D, it, it already shows. Like yes, it will. You're the only Ernest D I know, brother. My man, it's uh, it's been an honor to have you on. Uh, I'm just gonna keep you on for like 20 seconds, but we're gonna we're gonna end it right now. And I'm super super grateful for this opportunity. And everybody listening, you already know what time it is. Ernest already told you about this story of this man sitting on his couch, eating a bag of Doritos, hand in his pants. And then from three kilometers, this chemical material killed him. Prayers out to his family, but that is just a sign that you need to get off the couch. You need to get out of your comfort zone and really lean into your purpose, lean into the possibility that your life has to offer and do not forget to exchange energy on the way. That's, that's oh. what this human, human experience is all about. Ernest, much love my brother, and you are the fucking guy. Please, please, please let me know what you thought. Let me know how I did. Let me know what was the biggest divine download that you had because ultimately that allows me to be better. And not only that, when you teach something, when you share something, that means you're learning it twice. That means it's becoming a habit. That means it's becoming part of your DNA. So much love, fam. And as always, it would mean the world if you took that extra 13 to 24 seconds to leave a review in the iTunes store. It helps spread this message and reach more people. I got so much love for you, and I will see you back here for Monday's show. Peace out.